the alchemy of tattooing. Wisdoms of Ancestor Tattoo, where we explore and revive the ancient understandings and methods of tattooing for transformation, creation, and shifting into a higher vibration through processes so effective that it seems like magic. Or is it indeed the true definition of magic? The alchemy of tattooing. Hi everyone. This episode we're talking about resonance. The resonance between your tattoo and what it represents. What is your tattoo design containing? What has been created into the design during the development? Is there an important symbolic message contained in the structure of the design? What do you want your tattoo to represent and what kind of vibration do you want it to be emitting? What energy do you want your tattoo to be vibrating? It's on your body, it's laid into your physical border between your inner environment and your outer environment, your inner world and your outer world. Your tattoo is not just a static mark without function. It's a vibrating energy emanating its purpose into your own body's energy field. So with that in mind, what energies do you want? What energies do you need? Or what energies do you desire to be receiving? I talked about the energy of shapes and symbols in the previous podcast, so if you haven't heard that one, it would be good to listen to episode one. Now, there are a lot of things happening when creating a design and even more things energetically happening when receiving the tattoo. I'll cover all these later, but first let's talk about the actual shapes involved and the purpose of these certain shapes and what they are in resonation with. So to begin with, if we are looking at shapes, symbols and sigils, or patterns, particularly ones that have been used for thousands of years in artwork or carvings or tattoos and anything requiring a symbolic and energetic meaning. Why have these remained the same, unchanged, for all this time past? Why is part of the protocol of creating these patterns and symbols include ensuring that the pattern line or shape is correctly represented because it's being created to be in resonance with the physical and in many cases spiritual or otherworldly aspect of the thing it's representing and in doing this it is pulling or connecting the beneficial vibrational frequency aspect of that thing into you or into your vibrational field the subtle energy quality communication through resonance based on the law of similarities is found in many ancient cultures, in herbal medicine and shamanic practices. The law of similarities introduces resonance. The awareness that different energy systems communicate through the universal energy language of resonance. So... When a shape is created, or a line of energy is created, similar to the thing it's representing, resonance kicks in. 
So when two energy systems are in resonance, uh, they exchange energy and information. This happens with shape, colour, sound, just like when you have two tuning forks. When you hit one to produce the sound of that tuning fork, uh, the other tuning fork will begin to vibrate and produce sound as well, due to the resonance between the two. Even if they're different sizes, if, if, you, if they are mathematically related, because they are of the same note, uh, just at a higher or lower octave, the other tuning fork will also vibrate. After this resonance and exchange of energy and information has happened, uh, a vibrational imprint remains. To understand the universal law of resonance, we must first know that everything in the universe is in constant vibratory state. Those vibrations create a vibratory frequency that can emanate at, at different speeds. This is vibrating, it forces the second object into vibrational motion. So this is why certain symbols and shapes and patterns have remained the same and continue to be used. And understanding this, we can use the information to create and put together a tattoo design or symbol with purpose and ensure uh, it's in resonation. We can create new ones to fit the world we live in now and program the vibratory frequencies we need to bring us into balance and well-being. Um, now, you might be asking, well, that shape of that symbol, well, you know, that shape or symbol for that certain uh, thing doesn't look exactly the same. Well, in many cases, it's the energy shape of the thing that has been mapped. The energetic vibrational line present around the object or whatever it is we are wanting to bring into resonance has been seen and reproduced. In many cases this energetic shape has more power than the actual physical thing. So if the shaman, tuanga or druid was creating a symbolic representation of something in the physical world, he or she may have seen the energetic shape around the thing and use that shape to create the resonance. So if you can tune in to or, or have the ability to see the energetic vibrational line around something, then you can use the shape in the design you're creating today. It's just the same, it's if not more powerful. This mapping of energy line can be a skill grown through the intuition practice and in, in meditation. Fine-tuning and accessing your in, in, intuitional abilities is something we'll talk about later. Um, it's a really interesting skill to develop and will help you guide, will help and guide you uh, in so many aspects of your life. Now, understanding, um, yeah, this understanding way back in the day wasn't just used for magical and ritual energetic purposes like tattooing and the creation of sacred items but was also applied to other purposes um, you know back earlier humans were far more aware and perceptive of the energy fields so they would see that there was a type of energy field around an animal in fact around the, the body of an animal a line of energy is moving around the exact shape of 
the animal. Every animal has a specific shape, a specific outline, a boundary that is unique to it. Uh, because of this, they could see that the animal and uh, all things have a, a vibrational quality. The archetypical shape of the, of the buffalo is related to the function of the buffalo, the, the consciousness of the buffalo. Uh, this was like the scientific process of observation, the observation to understand the stages involved in its manifestation. They replicated the, the particular movement of energy by painting the same movement on, of energy they, that they observed moving across the animal onto the cave wall, replicating the energy movement. Through that, there is a type of energetic exchange between them and the animal. It creates a, a type of vibrational resonance, a type of um, you know, vibrational exchange. This vibrational resonance was said to assist also in hunting because the replication on the wall was in vibrational exchange with the animal out there, they were creating a connection to it. You know, they would put, they would place hand, their prints of their hands onto it to create an energetic connection to the animal. They would also replicate uh, the shape of the animal on a piece of wood, and put a hole through it and insert another piece of wood so that it would spin and they used it as a dowsing rod. They would find which way the rod moved, pointing to the direction of the of, of the animal, and track the animal. There's been lots of petrified pieces of wood uh, that have been found and actually used in this way, and they work. They've had great success, um, you know, trying these out. Um, yeah, the, I mean, these concepts may sound pretty out there, but um, not only are some of these concepts attributed to scientific evidence and study, but uh, and most of them are, but um, also some of these are understandings passed down orally by elders sharing their cultural and ancestral history of, of how things were done. Also through myths and legends. Yeah, myth, myths and legends aren't always just made-up stories. Many of them are based on factual accounts, but you know, just uh, in a metaphorical way so that they can easily be remembered and passed down through the ages. In fact, in, in a way they are a symbolic version of the truth of actual accounts. You know, when our myths and legends are decoded, we realize they hold important information and knowledge. So even the words of the legends, myths and stories handed down are holding a vibrational resonance and connect the listener to their inner remembering, you know, tr triggering and accessing Akashic knowledge. We mustn't just see and accept that all the knowledge uh, we've been taught through mainstream schools and society is truth. In a lot of cases, the knowledge we are taught today is false, false history. So in many cases, we have, you know, we're having to retrace our ancient knowledge to find the truths. Actually, that reminds me of a, of a uh, Rumi quote. Um, how does it go? Uh, that the truth was a mirror in the hands of God. 
It fell and broke into pieces. Everybody took a piece, and they looked at it and thought they had the truth. Yeah, so the ancient Egyptians, with their deep knowledge of the workings of the laws of nature and the plant kingdom, uh, connected them to a higher level where the perfect energy patterns behind the physical forms were seen. Uh, plant archetypes were depicted in stylized art that represented the ideal subtle energy templates of, of those plants in the physical world. This type of art was um, a resonating connection which they could draw the harmonizing energy quality into the physical dimension. Uh, tattooed markings on the body were also used in ancient Egyptians to follow the evolution of archetypical uh, patterns and, and proportions in the body, in the human body, as well as uh, for therapeutic purposes. And all over the world, cultures all over the world uh, used it like this. Uh, there's an uh, ancient Egyptian papyrus in uh, the, the Turin Museum in Italy that shows uh, these kinds of tattoos on the bellies of women. Uh, that were related to showing the detailed pattern in the change of shape during pregnancy. So imagine that these tattoos and the, and the energy produced by them assisting in the development during pregnancy and, and during the birthing on the delivery. Now the same understandings of resonance works in connection to the, the non-physical realms as well. Tohunga shaman and, and druids all recorded and reproduced patterns and symbols seen during their vision, vision quests and um, you know and their other world journeys replicating them uh, replicating them here in, in this realm uh, created a like a continued communication to the other world or, or spiritual realm so they would reproduce the patterns and symbols they saw in, in their vision quests or journeys into the other world, onto the walls or into their tattoos, to bring into resonance the healing or otherworldly benef beneficial aspects, you know, to connect the otherworld energies to this world, bringing the two into resonance. Okay, so... There are so many symbols and, and patterns and designs that have been used unchanged throughout all cultures through millennia. And we now understand that they have resonating purposes to assist in connecting us to those energies. So let, let's, like, let's take the spiral for an example. Why has the spiral been so you know, such an important and widely used symbol? The spiral is a symbol of the universe, the cosmos, and the forces of creation. It is a symbol of spiritual development and our identity with the universe. The spiral is evidence that a, a spiritual is evidence of a spiritual technology or structure. Uh, it's evidence that it, that that this technology and structure was in place. A symbol that you know, corresponds to the underlying reality of nature. There's a 
reason the spiral is featured heavily in, in many cultures. It is an icon for expansiveness and cosmic wisdom, which our ancestors were highly connected to. The spiral progression is symbolic of the transpersonal route to the higher level of consciousness. The spiral in the vortex point to dynamic growth and metamorphosis. Spiral energy fields are all around us, within us, patterning our very existence, you know, from microcosm to macrocosm, determining structures from the tiny vortexes of subatomic particles and the DNA molecule to the awesomeness of galaxies. The spiral is the perfect example of as above, so below, as within, so without, now, weaving its magic from vanishingly small to unimaginably huge levels of existence. The spiral is the way of the universe, the link between microcosm and macrocosm, between science and spirituality. It's a uniting symbol right across nature and human culture appearing as the sign of the eternal, the creative and organizing principle at work in the universe, as well as the pattern for our spiritual development. So, is this why so many cultures tattooed the spiral on their bodies, on their faces, on their heads, to be in connection with these energies, to be in resonance with these energies? Spiral, spiritual, spiritual. I'd like to share an example with you of how ancient knowledge regarding how lines and shapes interact with our body's energy system and how this has been brought back and used today. When I was in the US attending a course on ancient Egyptian knowledge, I was shown and taught about these symbols that were used for healing. Uh, these were linear designs or linear diagrams or symbols that interact with the dynamic flow patterns of the energy of the body. They enter into resonant uh, communication with the corresponding organs energetic functions. Uh, these patterns or maps of energy flow were drawn on or tattooed onto uh, the body way back then. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're line patterns that map the energetic flow of an organ, like your heart or liver or brain. And when this pattern of energy flow is within the body's energy field, it resonates with the organ's energy flow and corrects any imbalances. So if there's, blocked, if there's a blocked energy flow uh, in, say, the heart, then the diagram of the correct energy flow comes into resonance with the heart and corrects its flow and balances it out again. The flow of energy through the pattern enters into resonance with the functions of the organ they represent, like, like tuning it, like the tuning of a musical instrument. It causes a harmonic amplification which restores the correct balance within the organ. This correction is instantaneous on an energetic level. You know, if we 
if we put a simple shape into this information exchange layer around the physical body or our skin our skin is our information exchange layer if we put these shapes into that we will get resonance with corresponding energy patterns of a similar shape inside the body with the same energy flow these work with all kinds of energy flows within us if we have energy blockages then certain signatures can correct them uh, for things like depression and you know, boosting our immune system there's so many options so it is producing an energy balance of the organ function we're not talking about the healing of the organ on a physical level but these symbols and their there's a lot of them uh, have an energy balancing effect which supports the body's ability to heal there was this study done where the objective was to evaluate different mainstream and alternative treatments of hepatitis C they had three groups of 300 people with hep C one group took alternative or natural remedies one group uh, took pharmaceutical or medical drugs and the third group wore a pendant with the appropriate symbols carved into it now the medical industry was of course pretty skeptical about this or worried <laughs> uh, so they approached Ibrahim Karim who is the guy who was bringing this ancient knowledge uh, back to the forefront again they said to him if you're so confident this will work then reveal the results as you get them on live TV so he did he was that confident he had no doubt the results were the uh, the alternative and natural remedy group achieved 20-30% uh, uh, better liver enzyme count the medical drugs group some achieved 50% uh, but the symbol pendant wearing group they achieved a 90% result and in those around a third of them got the you know the PCR test done and more than half of them were completely virus free so this is resulting from just having a symbolic pattern of energy flow within the the body's energy field and this started to get out, get out there and now there are many stories coming in from you know of the recovery from hep C and, and other serious diseases around the world from using these symbols and so during these uh, teachings I was showing techniques and tools to ensure that the right symbol resonated and came into alignment with a certain person by finding their vibrational frequency and matching it with the symbol because in some cases uh, there are a few different symbols for a certain area of balancing and we would need to find the one that resonated the strongest uh, to use for them these techniques and tools can be applied to any design or symbol uh, to find out if they are in resonation with that person and if so can also be um, it can also these techniques can also be used to tweak the design to bring it 
even more into alignment uh, by retesting with the technique. This provides the highest resonating vibrational frequency between the symbol or design and the person wearing it, which ideally is what we want. You can also use these techniques to find the ideal placement on the person. You know, the placement is important too, and uh, this provides us with the ultimate location on the body where it resonates best, the best alignment. Um, there's another cool example which involves using um, shapes and symbols, uh, not, um, not on the skin, but for uh, balancing the environment. Uh, there's this, there was this village in Switzerland. Um, they en it ended up getting this huge cell tower put up in the middle of it. And after a short while, people started getting sick. Cancers, cancer cases rose. Uh, violence increased. Uh, the animals and birds all went away. The insects and bees all left. Um, you know, even the, the animals that couldn't leave like cows and sheep and goats that were affected as well but they they weren't producing as much milk and you know and they were getting sick as well so the the people of uh, this town went to their government body and complained but they wouldn't remove it as it was part of a bigger system um, anyway the people after complaining complaining without any results threatened to pull the tower down if nothing was done about it. Uh, it got pretty heated. So a member of their uh, government body, uh, might have been you know, someone like Amir, um, he had heard of Ibrahim Karim and the work he was doing with shapes and neutralizing detrimental energies and uh, bringing balance back into the, the environment. Um, yeah, this, this mayor or whoever it was um, con contacted him and asked if he could help he said absolutely and he went there and placed certain symbols and shapes in certain places on the tower and around the town um, and you know, the, this ended up neutralizing the EMFs the electromagnetic frequencies that are uh, detrimental to the surrounding environment as soon as he did this, the animals started coming back. The birds and the bees returned, uh, people got better, and there was this uh, harmony returned to the town. After this, other towns and villages throughout Switzerland who had these towers uh, got the same thing done, and things went back to normal for them as well. So just sharing that uh, with you as uh, evidence that shapes and lines and symbols can have a profound effect on the environment and the human body. What lines and shapes and symbols are we putting into our bodies? Into our skin? Are they detrimental or are they beneficial? Interesting to think about. You know, what are we choosing to resonate with? What energies are we pulling towards us? What frequencies are we wanting to be in alignment with? All of these uh, questions 
we can ask ourselves when we are stepping towards marking our bodies with meaningful purpose. What are these markings going to represent to me? To wear and walk with these markings. Am I ensuring I am in resonation with them? Am I placing uh, these certain symbols or images on me to assist in healing? To push me through uh, trauma I carry? To bring about balance emotionally, physically, spiritually? Am I finding strength or courage? Am I finding calm and patience? Am I at a stage in my life or my journey that calls for or requires a form of initiation into the next stage? Initiation was an important aspect to our ancestors. Important stages in life were marked with initiation. You know, to cement uh, the transition from one stage to another. Acknowledging yet letting go of and moving into the next stage was uh, necessary for proper and successful growth. Initiation was ritual to ensure the energies were addressed in the correct manner, manner and your frequencies raised to match the new level of being. This was a matter of responsibility. If we look, if we look at our men, for example, our ancestors always ensured a boy was initiated into a man, that he transitioned from boy energy into man energy successfully, acknowledging the lessons and growth of the boy, but leaving that boy energy there and, and embrace the archetypes of the king. The archetypes of the king, the warrior, the magician, and the lover. These initiation processes have no longer been practiced majorly around the world for so long now that these men running around trying to run and rule the world are still in boy energy. They're acting like little boys because they have no they've, they've not transitioned successfully into men. They are not examples of mature masculinity. Everyone keeps calling it patriarchy. This isn't patriarchy, it's purarchy. Rule by boys. Anyway, those four archetypes embraced through the ritual of initiation are so important. You know, we need mature masculinity in our men. The king. The king, the, the energy of just and creative ordering. A, a nurturing leader. An example of integrity, strength and compassion. You know, positive leadership. The warrior. The, 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 the energy of aggressive but non-violent action. It energizes, it motivates. Moving out of a defensive holding position and, and taking uh, on life's tasks and, and problems. And it's action, you know. It, it's the action. The magician, the magician, the, the energy of, of initiation and transformation, the seeker of truth and knowledge, the, the architect of manifestation, the creator, uh, the, the lover, the energy that connects one to others and the world, 
and just to be a true lover. All these are energies, important energies. How are we as men resonating with these energies in this day and age? You know, our ancestors lived as part of a unified reality that extended to the whole universe. Our ancestors understood they were a, an, an, an integral part of the universal mind and everything around them was a manifestation of the universal mind. So to them, the norm was that everything was sacred. Our ancestors didn't just live in harmony with the environment, they expressed the harmony of the environment in their everyday lives and everyday actions. They were nature. You know, back then, uh, when our ancestors' uh, actions supported the natural harmony of, of the earth, a ritual was born. Ritual in all forms played a significant role in the harmony between humans and nature, which, you know, were all, all one and the same. As, you know, as humans began, you know, being separated from the unity with nature through many causes that, that have disrupted this uh, connection over time, in many cultures the way to come into connection or harmony were, with nature is through ritual. Sacred rituals became the human way of in inducing harmony in their inner and outer environment uh, from, from which you know, they'd been disconnected. Many forms of artistic expressions uh, also became tools for restoring this lost harmony. The many methods and rituals of connection with the subtle energy qualities of the earth and and the universe were at the core uh, of this essence. The resonant functional aspect of drawing and tattooing and art in general to communicate with and restore the natural harmony and the quality of subtle energy interactions is paradigm to um, is this, it's, it's the paradigm we can bring back into our tattooing. Some cultures have maintained this connection and ritual within their tattoo practices. Uh, some nearly lost this, but revived and resurrected just in time, um, you know, before being lost in time. Uh, but many cultures, unfortunately, have lost this knowledge. And some are not even aware their peoples used to have a tattoo practice in, within their culture. This is where researching uh, your bloodlines and, and rediscovering their ancient practices is important. So this perception of oneness of humans and their environment, including other humans, animals, plants and the earth in general, has been slowly eroded. A very destructive kind of uh, separation between humans and all aspects of their environment has made us unable to perceive the, you know, the workings of the laws of nature and you know, be able to work in harmony with them. This separation from Mother Nature has resulted in a deep unconscious insecurity throughout the human collective. So for the future of humanity to heal and come back into balance with the Earth, to come back into alignment and resonate with nature and the universe, 
we need to begin thinking about and applying some of these processes to be conscious of it all again. Resonating and reconnecting to nature in ways like wearing symbols and patterns on us that pull our vibrational energy, energetic frequency into alignment with the aspects of nature and the universe is a potent way of, of healing and connecting. This is ancient medicine of an energetic kind. Vibrational resonance. You know, the knock-on effect of this is when one human is in vibrational balance with nature and the universe and is in a, a healed uh, condition, anyone else that comes into the energetic field of that person is also subtly affected. This could be all, it, uh, all that's needed to trigger that other person onto a path of awakening and consciously walking a path of energetic healing. So much positive uplifting can uh, come from applying these understandings into our lives and into our tattooing processes. Well, that's about it for this episode. If you're interested in this stuff, uh, I'm putting together a workshop in the near future to go a bit deeper into it all. Uh, you can email me your interest in this at ancestortattoo at gmail.com. Otherwise, uh, in the meantime, keep tuning in uh, to you know, these upcoming podcasts. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about. And thanks for listening.